Hi everybody, I'm Kelly Harrell and you're listening to What in the Weird, in which I talk about runes, animism, and shamanism and how all of that intersects for me. The weekly rune came out this morning to those subscribed to the free version through my website, soulintentarts.com. The paid version came out yesterday to the folks at Patreon. If you don't know what the weekly rune is, you simply must. It's a weekly column, duh, the weekly rune, that I've written for six years. Nobody's produced anything like it before. It covers the half-month rune, what it means, what it brings, how to apply that insight to everyday life, and how to bring that seasonal awareness more deeply into your spiritual studies. If you're not sure what a half-month rune is, listen to some of the earlier podcast episodes and just check out the weekly rune. It's explained there, and you can find that through my website at solentonarts.com or just do a search for the weekly rune at patreon.com. This week begins our time with Thorasaz as the half-month rune, which means more time with the giants. When we talk about the giants, we're talking about the Jotnar, which in our last episode, we spent a great deal of time on as we closed Aurors. The Jotnar are forces of nature, which we personified as gods, the act of which is a very old throwback to when humans functioned as animists. We connected with nature as part of a greater network, and within that connection, experienced the soul of these forces. They later became the deities that mythology refers to as gods, which is the animism narrative that I prefer. You go with the one that works for you. So in these early runes of the first et, we're face first into Jotnar via Aurors and Thorasaz, which from the purely human element means we're dealing with unconscious forces. We embody those aspects of wild nature as our own unconscious. And as I am wont to say, when we talk about the giants in the context of the half-months, our own wildness is afoot. So put a pin in that for a second, and let's get back to the mythological stuff. It's more colorful and usually more relatable. Besides, everybody loves a story. And everyone knows Thorosaz is connected to the Aesir god Thor, which means thunder. By default, mythology and the way weather actually works, it also means that Thorosaz is connected to lightning, which is Mjolnir, Thor's hammer. Again, everybody knows that story. Well, let's just talk about that in a minute. Another pin. So the mythology falls that when Mjolnir is struck, it results in a lightning strike. It results in a positively destructive force that nothing survives. So in a sense, Mjolnir sets a boundary, right? That's not metaphor. Well, I mean, well, it is exactly a metaphor, but of course it's more than that. It's symbolic of the process of how deeply moved and astonished we are by our own revelations. They hit us like lightning. So to really do that justice and to hit home just how visceral our internalization of Thorosaz is, put it down for just a second and think about how it demonstrates ancient knowledge of the electromagnetic field 
that surrounds the earth. What? What did she say? Where is she going with this? I know, right? But I didn't make that up. I wish I did because it's really smart. If you don't know Maria Kvilhog, you should. I'm her total hashtag fangirl. And she's done a really great YouTube explaining the etymological connection between Thorisaz, Thor, and the electromagnetic field that protects Earth. In short, where Thor is the thunderous sound and lightning is what's given off as enormous space debris is ground to dust when it hits the electromagnetic field, that field is the protective layer between what's known and what's unknown in our world. Put another pin in that. So we arrive back at this idea of protection. The electromagnetic field functions to keep enormous unknown forces from destroying the planet. It is a barrier between what is within or without. And if you're a reader of the Weekly Rune, you know that I talk about that barrier a lot. And that is Inangard and Utgard. That which falls within the known territory, that which falls outside it. We usually reference very micro aspects of that meaning as in our immediate territory, our inner and outer landscapes, literally what's inside the tribal fence and what's beyond the pale, the meadow versus the forest. So let's go back to all these pins that I've been putting things in. The first one is that the forces of nature exist within us as the unconscious mind. The next was that the rune Thorosaz embodies this boundary between the conscious and unconscious. And then the next was that Thor, by association with Thorosaz, by virtue of being a natural force mythologized as a god, became cellular memory of how the system that protects the entire planet is how we function internally. That was a lot of pins, I admit. Thanks for keeping track. So when we see that kind of imagery referenced in the language itself, we can't deny its influence in how the Old Norse narrative has shaped us. And while we can't with any real credibility speak to the original ordering of the Elder Futhark, we can speak to what we know of it, which is the concept of what's known versus not known must have been very significant to the Norse people, literally and metaphorically. It was important enough to put it at the beginning of the runes, which I swear with everything I am, are the keys to humaning well. Think about it. After the establishment of the safety of our body, which is fehu, you've got to be able to provide and tend what you provide, the giants came next. The forces of nature came after how to sustain on earth, First, with the body being our literal boundary that expresses our souls, minds, emotions in Arurs, then in Thorisaz, which simultaneously forces us to face the intimidating unknown in the forces of nature around us as much as it does the ones within us. We carry the capability of generating unexpected blunt force. And by virtue of it originating from the unconscious, acting like we have no idea where it came from. Maybe that's commentary on human nature to learn the pattern. 
Maybe it's commentary on human potential to, by adaptation, change the pattern. Either way, it's a calling to do better. That's it for this episode. If you have questions or insights about thorosaws, the weather, or the art of putting pins in things, feel free to email me at kelly at solentonarts.com or call in through the Anchor app, which you can download for Android or iPhone. Also, check out earlier episodes by downloading them from Google Play or iTunes and all the bajillion other podcast platforms that are out there. And if you get a chance, check out Everyday Animism, which I co-host with a couple of other lovely ladies, also on Anchor. You can learn more about me and my work by visiting solentonarts.com. You can find the weekly rune there. I'm Kelly, and this has been What in the Weird. Thank you for listening. <laughs>